Welcome to Setting Captives Free Podcast. Jesus said, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Okay, welcome back. My name is Eric Hurt. I'm here with my good friend and partner in ministry, Mike Cleveland. Mike, you ready to finish the second half of Lesson 6, Circumcised at the Cross? Yes, sir. I'm chomping at the bit. I love doing this with you. Let's go. <laughs> uh, amen. Uh, and, you know, I wrote here that the, the truth is at the cross, God circumcised our whole self that was ruled by the flesh. While we still have flesh, and we talk about this often, you know, we still have flesh. Uh, we are set free. We're set free from its dominion. Um, we still have the presence of sin with us, but at the cross, this circumcision that happened at the cross Jesus broke the power of sin in the life of every believer. And Mike, this is why we love this message, because it, it isn't a motivational speech uh, that's going to change somebody. It isn't uh, mustering up more power within or, you know, anything by human standard, standards. It is Jesus broke the power through the circumcision at the cross that every believer receives. And it's just incredible how we have a new life and new identity there, brother. And uh, just so overjoyed to be able to do this second half of lesson six with you. What are your thoughts, brother? Well, I really appreciated how you bring up the passage in Romans six. You were quoting, I think, verse six, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin or dominated by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because that's what we were talking about last week when we discussed this circumcision that happened at Gilgal was so that they would understand they don't have an identity of being a slave anymore. That circumcision rolled away their past identity. They would understand they are no longer slaves. And this is what the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at Calvary does for us, Eric. It shows us that our body ruled by sin, dominated, overcome, overwhelmed by sin, was cut off and done away with. Like you said, we still have the presence of sin. We still have the flesh. But it doesn't dominate. It doesn't rule over. It isn't in authority over us. Why? Because it died at the cross. Uh, and this is the importance, isn't it, of looking to the cross and really coming to understand what happened there. And as you and I were talking about uh, uh, right before we started this, Eric, looking at the cross enables us to do innately all the admonitions of scripture. We're told to remain in Christ, John chapter 15. What's that? That's coming to look at the cross again today. That's opening up God's word and seeing 
the it is finished, seeing the fin finished work of Christ done for me, done for you. That's how we abide in Christ. That's how we do all the admonitions of Scripture. Just as you receive Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him. What does that mean? Come and abide at the cross. Come and, and find your secret place, your hiding place at the cross. Come and live at the, sh the shadow. Come and find shelter from the heat of the day at the tree of the cross. Mm. And, and this is enabling you then to go and tell other people. You don't say, okay, today I'm going to witness because they told me in church I'm supposed to. No, you come to the cross and look and, and your mouth is opened. You become in awe and God fills it. And anybody you're around, you just end up somehow talking about the good news of forgiveness of sins and the good news of having a new life. Jody and I were out walking and met a guy, it was an older guy. And uh, he was telling us about some of the history of where he was at and so forth. And all of a sudden it just came around to the fact that, yeah, we've been transformed by the gospel. I didn't even know how it got out. <laughs> we didn't plan it. It just, why? It's just an effect. It's a fruit of coming to look at the cross and being in awe and having all the wind go out of you because you can't believe the spectacle that's in front of you. A holy man dying as a sinner God becoming man, becoming sin, and taking away your penalty and your punishment and giving you life and forgiveness and freedom. You can't get enough of it, Eric. Amen. I love when you preach to me. <laughs> uh, this is exactly right. Uh, and so different than raising our hands or walking an aisle and making a decision. You know, and maybe someone is uh, trapped in sin slavery today. Uh, we encourage you to look to the cross. And I love how you said it, Mike. This is where we find life and freedom in Jesus's flesh through his sacrifice on the cross. This is where your chains fall off. Where you're no longer under, not only ruled by the flesh, but ruled by a different master. Another master that hates you. Um, you know, uh, we, were, we were, as we used to be in Egypt, under a, a ruthless slave master. And, and now we're at the cross, we're under a loving master. And now we're slaves of Christ. And I love how you always said it, happily so. <laughs> Why? Because being a slave to Jesus Christ means that you're free. Being a slave to Jesus Christ means you have a new identity. Being a slave to Jesus Christ means I've been crucified with him, the one who loved me unto death. It is. You, you, you go to the cross and you, your mouth drops open that God would send his son and his son would willingly go to love us this way, to free us this way, to capture us by his love as his precious bride in this way. And Mike... At the cross, the one who was spotless and perfect reached out to those who were crooked and ugly and deformed and made us beautiful and wonderful and spotless and without blemish and made all our crooked ways straight. <laughs> you know, our chains were broken 
and life was given. Oh, friend, if we just look there again and we abide there today, you're going to experience uh, uh, just uh, uh, more, <laughs> more life for today, um, more love for today, and more forgiveness for today. It's just that powerful of a cross. Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. Um, you know, it was said of Tom Brady, the Super Bowl champion quarterback, that he just makes his team better. He enables everyone on the team to be better than they would be without him because he, he's an inspiring quarterback and he just somehow makes you play better because you're around him. What we're talking about here is by looking at Jesus and receiving more of his spirit, you just live better. You, you just do things differently than you would have because Jesus is Lord of your life and because you are walking with him and you're walking by the spirit. So you don't gratify the lust of your flesh and you're living in his power and his love. He just makes you better. He just makes you do things differently. We don't want to turn from looking at the cross to the things you're supposed to do, that's an overflow. That's an, an outcome. That is an automatic response. If you look long enough, you don't have to ask, what should I do? If you just look long enough, you see and you feel and you experience and you live it out. Mm -hmm. um, one of the passages that you quote from here is Ephesians 4, to 24, because this gives us three things to do to live out our new life that we see happening at the cross. And uh, what are some of those things, Eric? Well, one of the things is to put off the old self. Uh, it belongs to our old life. Um, and it's corruptful, uh, deceitful desires. The old person, as we know, as we've been talking about, was circumcised at the cross and we're free to discard it. <laughs> we're free to come to the cross again and see um, that our old self was put off and cut off. And that all that death, um, all that carnage, that old man that was corrupt and deceitful through its desires has been, has been laid in a tomb. And um, what's been laid in a tomb, Mike, uh, can only be dug up by man. They want to dig it up, but God doesn't dig it up. It is left there dead and buried in a tomb. <laughs> and so at the cross, we can we put off the old self over and over again. And um, we must see ourselves circumcised there, crucified with Christ, and raised to new life. Amen. We put off the old man. Then we're to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Happens again at the cross, doesn't it, Eric? That's how we are renewed in the spirit of our minds. So we are to be in the word, to, to be reading the scriptures. But though that should lead us to the cross. You know, Jesus in Luke 24 told us how to interpret scripture, which is to see the sufferings of the Messiah and his glories to come, the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so as we're in the word, our spirit and our mind are renewed. And we begin to experience this change in thinking that comes from seeing the cross and applying it in our lives. 
Uh, so the, the truth of God's word and the power of the cross replace the lies of this world. So we put off the old self, we're renewed in the spirit of our minds, and what else? And then we put on the new self. Ah, oh, I love it, Mike. Created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Uh, this, this great exchange, brother, that we often talk about, our sinful, filthy, ugly rags in exchange for being clothed in the righteousness of Christ, in the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. This is just astonishing. Uh, so we, we have this great exchange of the cross, and, I, and it seems too good to be true. Um, and maybe that's why we look for lesser things. But friends, this is not. Uh, by the world's standards, there's, there are things that, if it seems too good to be true, it most likely is, right? That's the, the saying of the world, but that's not true here at the cross. At the cross, you have new life. You have an old self that was cut off and discarded. You have a renewal of your mind. Like you said, in Luke 24, we, we read the scriptures and we look for the suffering Savior. Why? Because it renews us. It fills us to overflowing. And then there we have this, this putting on the new self, this new clothing. <laughs> Mike, isn't that astonishing to think that, that I was a dirty, filthy slave in Egypt, chained, ruled under a master, ruled by the flesh, uh, ruled by sight <laughs> rather than by faith. And yet at the cross, it is everything we've always dreamt about, really. Uh, you know, everything that we, that, that movies and people write about, uh, the victory, the good guy winning, right? And the, uh, you know, the enemy defeated. Well, here it is. This is it at the cross. We have the perfect one, the holy and righteous one, defeating every enemy. Uh, he is wooing his bride. Uh, I mean, you can't get a better love story. Uh, you, you can't get everything that we've desired is here and we see it at the cross, brother. And it's just absolutely wonderful and astonishing to behold the cross with you again and again. And over and over we look there and we see this great exchange and we see the, um, the defeat of the enemy the rising of our new lives, the lover of our souls bleeding out for us. And, and it's just wonderful. Yes. I, I think about all the movies that have the hero dying for the one that he loves. And I hope our listeners can never see a movie again where the hero gives up his life without thinking of the greatest hero who ever lived, who came to die on a cross to rescue you mm. from your sins, not only the penalty of them, but also the power of them. And mm. so, um, you know, you use a powerful illustration here, this great exchange, Eric, you're talking about a change of clothes. We put off our old self as we would discard a stinky old coat. It's a powerful illustration. It's my past life. It was stinky. It was old, and it needed to be discarded. And instead, we put on the new man, the new person, like a fresh and clean jacket. And you describe that as the progressive living out 
of the message of the cross where we were circumcised, where our old self was put off and where we became new and were raised from the dead with Jesus on the third day. There's another illustration I think of. It just happens to be a personal one. It's my own name. My first name is Kelvin. And Kelvin is a function of temperature. Um, people who know chemistry or whatever <laughs> know that Kelvin is absolute zero. Uh, that's the function of temperature. <laughs> Don't know what my parents were thinking. Um, <laughs> but my middle name is Michael. And that means one who is like God. Uh, and of course, I, I'm not in my own self. But what I did is when I was younger, I put off Kelvin, I put on Michael, I go by Mike now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, the reasons for that were numerous. But the point is that the believer is in the process all their lives of discarding mm -hmm. the remnants, like you describe it as a code. It, it's not a one-time thing. I have to discard today any thoughts that might be plaguing me or any temptations that might be coming at me or any worldly thinking, any worldly methodology. Our culture is really good at bombarding us. Social media bombards us with the thinking of the old person. Of course they do. It's all they have. It's all they are is an old man, an old person. And by old, we mean the, the de depraved, corrupt, deceitful person. The world bombards us with that. We put it off. How? By coming to the cross and seeing the truth, by opening the word of God and reading and letting it point us to Calvary, to point us to the truth. And the truth alone, Eric, is what enables us to discard the lies. Um, our world is full today of people who are believing falsehoods, falsehoods. Uh, there's a, a word for it, um, you know, conspiracy theories or uh, just plain lies. Let's just call it what it is. Lies, lies, lies. How do we know if something is a truth or a lie? God's word is the only way as it points us to the cross. We will then be able to renew our minds and be able to put off that old and that lying, that deceitful, corrupt self and world put it all off why because we look at the cross and what happened it was taken from us it was put off away from us cut off circumcised discarded and rolled away on Golgotha's hill and so we we learn don't we Eric over and over to put off to be renewed and to put on and uh, as we do that it, it we grow we grow in faith we grow in our life as a Christian don't we we do. And I, I really appreciated what you said here is, is um, applying the cross to our lives, applying it to renewing, apply it, applying it to uh, the place we come to, to extinguish the lies. Uh, and this is how we apply it just exactly. I'm so glad you brought that up. And the way you described it, Mike, was so wonderful. And I'm, I'm hoping that one more heart has been affected by it. Um, I know mine has. It, it, when you're speaking about the cross, I am immediately going there with you and applying it to my own life and heart and recognizing and remembering again that when the lies come, when the renewing, um, and we need renewal every day, don't we? And we go to the cross daily for it. And, and um, I, I just love how you said it. Um, 
and how we are to apply uh, the blood of Christ to our own lives daily. And this is the cross that matures us. Um, this is the cross that saved us and we become infants and we grow in maturity as we look there, as we long there, as we abide there, as we see the love of God there in all the scriptures, Mike, they do point to Christ. They do point to his sufferings on the hill for us. And I love uh, this song I was listening to this morning, the cross. And it says, it's about how it's about the cross. It's about the cross. It's about the cross. Over and over again, they say, it's about how every drop of blood was shed from him when it should have been me. And there was a comment made as I saw this, how this affected this person here. It said, this is a song I just can't help but keep coming back to. Why? To see the blood, to see how the blood applies to you, to see how uh, the blood covers you how it saved you, how it's cleansed you. So come back again and it renews you. It renews you from the lies. It renews you from uh, maybe thinking that, um, you know, this new identity isn't, you know, I got to hold something from the past. No, it's dead and buried. What's been cut off has been discarded. And you think about that when something's cut off and discarded, what happens to it? It's dead. It dies. And so you come back again and again to see how your identity truly is in the de death of Christ, how he was cut off for you. And this renews you. Uh, this gives you spiritual, it actually brings energy too, doesn't it, Mike? It gives you, uh, because it, it uplifts you and it, uh, it just fills you with spiritual power and energy to go out and share this good news with others that they might be able to apply the blood to their own hearts. And, and, and this is our hope, isn't it? That the church will rediscover the power of the cross. Do you see how the cross is the answer for life, for whatever sin you're trapped in, to put off the old self, to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, um, to put on the new self, uh, and this is what every pastor should be doing in every church from every pulpit is helping them, helping their congregation to see that their identity no longer is in Egypt. It's no longer uh, to their slavery to sin or that which captivated them, whatever it might be, that there's been a great exchange at the cross, a cutting away, a renewing and a putting on of the new self, this death and resurrection power must be our only message. Uh, for when we add anything to it or subtract from it, we have another gospel with no power, Mike, to affect the heart and therefore the mind. Amen. I love your illustrations that you use. It's one of the powerful things about your book is all these illustrations. But one of the things you say when we talk about putting off our old self and putting on the new man, you say Christian leaders are to be like dressing room attendants. It's a powerful illustration. Um, what, did you, what did you mean by that? That Christian leaders, pastors, teachers, counselors, uh, Christian ministry workers are to be like dressing room attendants. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, we, we need to help. 
we need to help by presenting the gospel to them and showing that the that the cross is for them. And and, and uh, so we want to teach, preach, or counsel uh, the message of the cross. And we want to show them how uh, this is their hope. This is their help. This is their identity in their new life in Christ. And, and, and so, yeah, this, this is what they need to be doing, presenting the gospel in this way over and over uh, with the points that we've discussed here today. Um, and, and, and that's why, uh, you know, you bring them in, you bring them in, um, you share the gospel with them, showing how it applies to them, showing how it's the removal of the old and the putting on of the new. And, the, and, and you tell them this applies to you, friend. This gospel dressing room of Jesus's shed blood and the, the renewing of your mind and the putting on of the new self is all for you. God demonstrating his love to you through the shedding of his, the blood of his only son for you. And so this is what we must do. And this is how church leaders and the, the church can rediscover the power of the cross, Mike. Yes. I long for the day when with one voice, the church proclaims the one message that God has given us to share, not only to the world, but to those in the church. You know, when I was young, Eric, my parents were involved in Amway and uh, they would have meetings where they would invite people to come over and have dinner. That's it, to come over and have dinner. We'll talk, we'll catch up. And then they brought out the pad and started drawing the circles for Amway and inviting them to join a business. And the church today is largely that way. When they use the gospel for salvation and it draws people and they hear the good news, so they come to church. But then the message switches and you begin laying a burden on them, not giving them good news anymore, but now telling them that they must do this and do that and and. It is a switching of a message. Uh, and Eric, this is how Amway got a bad name back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, the church has a bad name when you leave out the gospel message, when you leave out the good news uh, in every message and every counseling session and every lesson at setting captives free, every time you speak, every time you live and move and have your being. You should be giving out this good news. It's good news. Mm -hmm. It is news that will affect you from the inside, making you new, giving make, people say, well, I stopped doing the behavior, but my thoughts, I'm still overwhelmed. Look, come to the cross. You'll be washed clean and your thoughts will change. You'll be renewed in the attitude of your mind. And so this message changes us. It's the message of transformation, Eric. It's not just the message of salvation. It's how we go from selfish, inwardly focused with our favorite word, I, mm. to looking at Jesus and actually becoming like him. Remember, it says um, in 1 John that we will be like him for we will see him as he is. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that beholding is becoming. Mm. beholding right looking looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith 
Consider him. And as you do, you'll see good news. Eric, you'll see you're accepted because he was rejected. Mm-hmm. You'll see that you're loved because in essence, he was treated like he was hated. You will see that you are in, that you have all of heaven because he went to hell for you. Oh my, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's pray, Eric. Let's pray that the church would come back as we close this, would, would you pray, Eric, that the church would come back to this message? Yes. Our Father in heaven, we are so grateful that, that for your love, for your astonishing love for us and your demonstration of it, uh, by s- sending your son <coughs> to die the death we deserved. Mm-hmm. And we do ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, that the church would rediscover the power of this good news, that it wouldn't be changed from good news to bad news, uh, nor something that we must do, but, but help pastors and church leaders and those in authority in the churches, Lord, to rediscover the power of the cross, the power of Jesus's shed blood to make us white as snow, to make us without blemish and spotless, to to remove our crooked ways and paths and thinking, and to make everything straight because Jesus was mangled Mm. and made crooked for us on the cross. Mm. And he was buried in that tomb and took all of our sin with us and buried in the tomb, never to be dug up again. And he rose on the third day in victory and in power. And the believer can rise in this same victory and same power through the Holy Spirit that he's given us by believing the message of the cross. But God, who is rich in mercy, while we were dead in sins, made us alive in Christ. And Lord, we're asking for one more church leader, one more heart to be circumcised, to be cut off and cast away, to be, to be renewed in their thinking by the cross, by the blood of Jesus that washes our old thinking and washes all the things that we were enslaved to away, all the images perhaps mm-hmm. washes us washes and renews our minds and then we put on (laughs) and it's just a an amazing life to live lord would the church worldwide please have mercy and allow them to open the door and let jesus back in let the good news penetrate their own hearts and minds that they might speak it out that they might be filled with the spirit receiving this good news and they might Uh, share how this applies how the blood applies to their hearts how, how the blood applies to their lives lord may this gospel again bear fruit all over the world just as colossians 1 said it was doing bearing fruit and changing lives transforming lives and renewing marriages and lord we just ask all this in jesus name Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. 
For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.